Hello, welcome back to the Showing Up with Maria podcast, the More Movement Coaching podcast. I am joined today by Neve Galan, and Neve is an online coach who focuses on helping people improve their relationship with food. Neve, welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Hi, everyone. I'm getting so good at introductions, it is insane. I thought that was amazing, to be honest with you. Smashed it. Um, yeah. So, Neve, where are, tell, where are you? In... Well, where am I sitting or where am I from? Oh my gosh, tell me both. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm currently sat in my living room because my partner's just come off a night shift. Um, so I can't go upstairs. Um, uh-huh. But I currently live in Suffolk in Bury St. Edmunds. Mm-hmm. Nice. And how long have you been coaching? Um, I've been personal training since like 2019. Mm-hmm. And then um, I went off the gym floor in 2021 and went online. Okay. And have you, did you, have you always loved the gym? Like, how did you even get in? I haven't, I don't know any of this about you, like how you got into it or anything. So I want to know. I think it's quite, I think I want to say it's quite a typical like journey in as such, because like the way I kind of found myself into personal training was because I was overweight, struggling with my relationship with food. Um, and was like right I'm gonna figure this out for myself because there's so much information out there isn't there like online on websites from influencers and it's I think sometimes it can be really overwhelming especially if you're like I don't know where to start I've got these problems that I'm struggling with but don't know what to do so I trained as a personal trainer to try and figure that out um started to understand what I needed to do to lose weight lost weight thought all my problems would be solved in terms of why food was my best friend and I was overeating and emotionally eating and why I didn't like my body and all this sort of thing and it didn't quite pan out like that and that's what's taken me towards more so helping with their people with their relationship with food now because it's if we I mean you'll see this as well with your clients but if someone can't stick to a diet or they're struggling to stick to a diet it's not that you need to have more willpower or you need to just hashtag be more disciplined like there's other stuff that's going on and um, that's where I kind of lie at the minute yeah I also fucking hate that 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 you need more willpower I know it's just so it's so patronizing isn't it yeah and I also think the classic thing is if you get someone let let we'll use a woman as an example well all of my clients happen to be women but do you you're mainly women yeah yeah I have had yeah. a couple of male clients but they do I do tend to attract women more so yeah. than men so I feel like you'll get people that are smashing work they've got a sick career they're amazing at home they're brilliant mums brilliant friends everything and they have all this other stuff in their life which demonstrates that they clearly do have willpower because you don't get Mm. to these positions in work or anything without working hard so you have got a good work ethic but for whatever reason there's something going on that's stopping you from doing what you say you want to do with your health and every you know health or fat loss and then you have a go at yourself hate yourself tell yourself it's because you're not disciplined enough and it's like well well no if you take a step back you are demonstrating discipline and good work ethic in every other area so there's nothing wrong with you there's obviously something else going on there I feel mm. like people always forget that mm. I think as well it just doesn't help that like over the year over the years of like different living groups and things like this and diet culture I feel like we've always just been drilled into us that we need to have more willpower and I think it's just it can be really unhelpful and you're, yeah. you're absolutely right yeah I had a lot of that because I danced before and uh, the whole thing of that is just you grind harder, you try harder. Yeah, I've heard that there's a lot of that within the dance world. Yeah, it's actually insane. It's like, and it's only now 
being like in my 30s and now reflecting back on it that I'm like wow that was so damaging but I was so in it that I didn't know any different Mm. like it was just it was if you were if you didn't get what you wanted in the sense of like say if you were auditioning for something or whatever and you didn't get it it's because you didn't try hard enough there's more you should have done and of course there's times you look back and you think I didn't I wasn't my best self then I could have done other things but sometimes this trying harder wasn't what you needed at all you probably needed to fucking rest (laughs) <laughs> yeah and like a pat on the back and encouragement like you've done fucking amazingly like give yourself a hug kind of thing and I feel like that's just not celebrated like people are just like oh well you you know you didn't sacrifice enough yeah it's just harder um can you remember have you got any moments that stand out to you where you sort of realize like oh, okay I don't think my relationship with food is where I'd like it to be yeah I am um... So you, I mean, obviously you might have experienced this, you might not have, I'm not sure, but typically as a personal trainer, there tends to be this like standard that you should be in a certain body shape type. And that was something that I was really wrapped up in along with my sort of body image as well. It was all kind of tied into one. And I remember this point in time where very much like what you just said I was telling myself I need to have more willpower and I was trying to stick to my diet and I was like right I'm gonna hire a fat loss coach so I did and I started working with somebody and I was like this will sort it out I just need a bit of accountability and then that just didn't work and I was like oh right (laughs) what the fuck do I do now then um and I remember just sort of sitting there thinking and I ended up working with somebody else who was amazing and really really helped me get to where I wanted to be but I remember sitting there and thinking I feel like such a hypocrite because I'm coaching my clients to do what they need to do in terms of losing body fat and I can't stick to it and I can't do it myself. Like what sort of, what sort of coach am I? How can I possibly put that out to my clients? And I got to this point and I just sort of thought, I think there's something deeper going on that I need to address. And that's when I was like, I know I've done this before. I know I can die. I know all the information, but I can't do it. So there's something else that's going on. And that's when I reached out for support. Yeah. No, I get that. I am. I think not in a coaching way. You know, when people always say it's not the food. Mm. And for so many years, I was like, what the fuck? No, it's the food. Like, I just can't (laughs) like follow through with what I'm saying, what it is. And I think I noticed a real shift with my relationship with food and my body when I actually started just having regular talk therapy. Mm. And that's when I was then like, oh wow I get what people say now it's not about Mm. food like Mm. using it for comfort like emotion like if like I want to get into emotionally and like comfy and because we've we had a question about it and even and I know outside of just that one question a lot of people are like oh I just comfy or I do Mm. you know Mm -hmm. they use it for that but um sort of understanding what my what I truly needed in that moment wasn't really the food or to diet like as I said like I feel like this is a common thing as well people think they want to lose weight and you're absolutely allowed to want to use lose weight but the weight loss probably isn't what they want they want to feel accepted or Mm. desired or attractive Mm. or worthy of something and it all and the underlying thing is always so much more than I just want to lose a few pounds Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. definitely I think as well there was um I was talking to one of my old clients the other day and um I was doing like a bit of a testimonial with her and I said like looking back when you first when we first started together do you think you actually knew what emotional eating was she was like no I just felt shit in myself like I just food was just helping me 
And I think it doesn't very much like you said, like sometimes we can't, sometimes we don't actually know what we're trying to get. We don't know what we're struggling with, but specifically for this client, she was like, I didn't know I was emotionally. And she was like, I was just in a really rubbish place with myself, with my life, with everything. And she was like, and food was just the only thing that kind of brought me some joy, some comfort. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes like, we might not even know we're struggling with that, but we just know we're struggling. If you see what I mean. But also if you're looking for comfort in like alcohol or drugs or sex or something like like it's it feels so much more obvious Mm -hmm. whereas we all need to eat right Mm -hmm. and we all like so and that like people can sort of be like oh yeah I'm just gonna have a chocolate bar I I understand and a lot of people aren't particularly self-aware which again is no one's fault we're like constantly trying to be productive and busy and how often do we actually sit with how we fucking feel right it's mad like and sometimes I sit with how I feel and I'm like no let's just shut that off (laughs) if you had someone if someone's listening to this and they're like oh I think that might be what I do what would be like how would you start with getting them to move away from that or to help improve that for them so like the first step to understanding why you're emotionally eating or stress eating or comfort eating or overeating in the evening is just start asking yourself why like I think that's it's so underrated but a lot of the time we we say oh you know I'm eating because I feel sad but we don't go any further than that we don't go okay well why do I feel sad you know why am I why am I feeling lonely and when you ask yourself why you might go oh well actually I feel sad because I'm going to use my partner as an excuse but as an example but um I feel sad because they're not here and I feel like I've got a lack of connection at night when they go to work or do you see what I mean like yeah it's not until we put two and two together and we actually ask why you're feeling that way then you can begin to go ah, and you kind of put the pieces of the puzzle together so I think asking yourself why why am I emotionally eating what am I feeling what's going on for me right now like getting curious with how you're feeling getting curious with the whole situation is like the starting point to be- to help you become more self-aware of what's going on for you right now and how food is kind of playing that role whatever yeah. it's whatever it's however it's serving you yeah and then I think when you get clear on your why or you start to understand that more you can then ask yourself like okay what do I actually need like mm-hmm. using that example like say your partner works nights and then you're on your own okay I'm lacking that connection so what would give what would actually fulfill me in that way? Maybe I'll call my best friend, maybe I'll call my mum, maybe I'll I don't know, look to plan something to do with them so we can look forward to that together mm-hmm. and like fill almost fill up your cup in other ways. Mm-hmm. I had um literally this exact it wasn't a partner going away, but this exact same thing. When I was in Bali, mate, so in Bali they have this thing, it's the same in Dubai, it's called Gojek, yeah. And you basically order food to your house, but you order anything from the supermarket you can order one chocolate bar and they will get on a motorbike and they will drive that one chocolate bar to your house anytime anytime yeah and I found that I went for a period of probably like two months like I gained I gained a uh I gained weight a lot of weight and I was literally every evening just ordering Gojek and having it come and then sit there and then I was like why am I doing this and I was like you're lonely like Mm -hmm. you have no connection because of the time difference I couldn't then speak mm-hmm. properly with the people I want to speak to. So because I identified that, we used to have a communal kitchen, like an outdoor kitchen bit. And I was like, right, when you start to feel like that, Maria, 
you're not going to go on your phone and order Gojek. You're going to go out and sit in the communal kitchen and just try and have a conversation with someone. And don't get me wrong, like, like that wasn't easy. Like it's hard being around new people, but I forced myself to do it. And from that, like number one, I met some incredible people that I still speak to and love now. But I would then go back to my room feeling so full, but full of like what I actually needed rather than full of like Fruit Loops and dairy milk. And that's not me saying not to have like, I still love a Fruit Loop and I love a dairy milk, but I wasn't, I was trying to fill myself with that to fill something else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. Like literally it, you, you, like it's understanding what you're struggling with, how you're feeling and then, okay, what alternative coping strategy can I put in place? Like if you know that you are feeling lonely, like you said, what else is what's going to make you not feel lonely well I don't know like speaking to your friends on FaceTime or um going to the communal kitchen having a conversation with somebody and then you've met that unmet need and then you no longer have that food or that want or that need for food to fill that void and try and fill some connection because we know it doesn't come from there right but I think the difficulty is and I'm sure we'll go on to this in a minute with the question but sometimes Sometimes we think that food's going to give us that connection and it can in the short term or not necessarily connection, but it can give you that comfort or that thing you're looking for. And then it it doesn't solve it though. And it's like, mm. oh shit, that feeling's still there. I still feel the exact same. Yeah. I think it's difficult. I don't know if you've ever come up with this with like clients, but when you're doing this work with people, it's amazing. Like watching the epiphanies and people move away from it. But sometimes it can almost go I don't not I was gonna I'm gonna say too far the other way but what I mean by that is then people forget that you can use food for comfort sometimes mm. and that's okay so then people try to eliminate ever using the food for comfort but like I just want to stress that like we're not saying like sometimes you do just want a some ice cream and you're allowed some ice cream mm-hmm. like but it's, it's easy like when you then start opening up to this world of being like oh what am I doing am I doing this am I doing that you can almost yeah. like over analyze everything yeah. and then feel like oh it gets like so overwhelming and it's like no nah, mate if you just had a chocolate bar sometimes maybe that wasn't an emotional thing you just want a chocolate bar and that's okay it's, yeah it is like it's yeah no I couldn't agree more I think sometimes when you do open yourself up to it you can overthink it and then you can get too deep I'm great at doing that and you can get too deep into a problem and it's like hang on a minute it really doesn't need to be that that deep like sometimes it, it might need to be sometimes if you're regularly overeating or you're regularly emotionally eating, then maybe we need to take a step back and check in with what's going on with you your values your life how you're feeling but sometimes it's just like you've had a bit of a shit day and you want a chocolate bar like there's nothing wrong with that yeah so yeah I'm going to get into Kelsey's question because I want to hear like all of your thoughts on this so (laughs) she's asked so she did put like a little one in the question box and Mm -hmm. I messaged her being like can you just elaborate on this because I want to fully understand and she was like yes I can elaborate there wasn't enough room in the box I was like okay brilliant but she (laughs) said um uh when I'm stressed I'll eat something or multiple of things and I'll forget about it like as if I was in a trance I don't know if it's an actual thing or not like sometimes I just find myself eating or have eaten which I didn't consciously go to do does that make sense that's such a girl thing and it does that make sense Mm -hmm. (laughs) yes that makes sense um and then she's put but then my side comment was why do I feel that food or that glass of wine is going to make me feel better when stressed or upset We've kind of covered that last point. We'll go into it a bit more. Let's do the first one, the trance thing. Mm. I'm, uh, I mean, I've eaten in a trance. Have you eaten in a trance? 
yeah and I feel like it's so easy it's so easy to fall I think the thing is right when you're when you're stress eating or you're emotionally eating it's mindless isn't it generally it's generally quite mindless it's generally like oh shit I can feel this feeling bubbling up inside me I either feel worried anxious overwhelmed sad any you know that's not an exclusive list but you can feel this this feeling inside of you bubbling up so it's it's in my opinion, I think it's quite natural to be mindless because you're doing everything in your power to squish that feeling and get it gone, like distract, numb, avoid. So I think some sometimes if we are mindful, we might then actually be able to understand, okay, what's going on for me this moment? So for example, if you um, were being mindful of your emotional eating and you knew you were emotionally eating, you might go to the cupboard and get the chocolate bar, have the first part and then be able to go, okay, hang on a minute. Is this really what I want? Is it really going to help me? Whereas if we're mindless eating, you might, for example, have your phone in the hand, go to the cupboard, get the chocolate bar, start eating it. And you all the while you're feeling this uncomfortable, just like emotion inside you but you're not paying attention to what you're eating because you're desperately trying to distract yourself and get yourself away from it. And I think that is where the mindless side of it comes in and like feeling like you're in a trance, not knowing how much you've eaten because you are generally just, you're not paying attention to the food at this point. You just want it gone, don't you? You want that emotion gone. You don't want to feel it. I think that's where it comes in. I don't know what your thoughts are. No, I agree with that. I think it's, I think there's a few things you can do like, taking a moment to pause when you know like so even asking this question I think shows that you're a well you're one step ahead you've made the first sort of the hardest part as in noticing that this is what you do so that's brilliant because we can now look at how can we improve this how can we fix it so to speak so noticing that you do it is the first step which I think is amazing I think then maybe when the thoughts come up or the stress come up take that moment just to have a few big deep breaths and you literally just ask yourself the question is this food what I want and you might go yes it fucking is shut up I'm going to eat it and if you if you do that that's okay you're not going to ask yourself this question once or take one big deep breath and then all your problems are fixed and you're never going to go into a trance again but just taking that moment to pause and ask yourself that question it just gives you that space to to really think okay what do I actually need right now um I think that might help if people are feeling that way but it takes time again I'm not saying it's going to be a one-time thing um Mm -hmm. also it's habit as well I think if you've developed this habit over say like 25 30 35 40 years of turning to food when you feel stressed that's all it's it's a habit and habits can be broken but there's nothing wrong with you for forming it and you've also formed that habit because in the past it has helped you Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. in the past you probably have turned to food because it has numbed those feelings and it stopped you from feeling that way so we just mm-hmm. need to find something else that we can do that will s- sort of solve the problem and not then leave because what of, okay you get that relief at first but then you almost get like the hangover from it where you're mm-hmm. then the problem's still there and then the little I call it like the little gremlin the little voice comes in of like oh why have I done that I shouldn't have done yeah. that yeah then you've given yourself like a double whammy. Mm. Mm. I fucking hate that gremlin. I think, (laughs) I think, um, I think it's something that can really help with this as well, because when we, if we are, so when we emotionally eat, normally it's to distract ourselves, to numb that feeling, to get away from it, to avoid it at all costs. Right. So part of, for example, mindfulness is being truly present and aware and in the moment. And when you start practicing mindfulness, 
you are becoming more self-aware of your feelings. You're becoming more aware of your thoughts, your actions, your behaviors. So practicing mindfulness as almost like a preventative tool, not necessarily just for emotional eating because mindfulness is so important for so many reasons in your overall life, but practicing mindfulness is gonna help to bring you back to the moment, which is gonna help you identify those thoughts, those feelings, and what's going on for you in that difficult situation when you're about to dive headfirst into the Cadbury's. Like it's kind of setting you up for that moment. And then you can literally, then then you're more able to identify what's going on for me, how am I feeling? you know, put an alternative coping strategy in place or do the breathing techniques that you spoke about a second ago. But some ways that you can practice mindfulness are things like journaling, breath work, um, meditation, yoga, all of these things force us to stop, to pause, to bring our busy little heads back to the moment and to actually take a second to check in with ourselves. And if we practice this enough and we've practiced it regularly, it's going to help you to understand and regulate your emotions a little bit more and give you more of an insight as to why you're emotionally eating, why you're thinking, behaving in a certain way. It just gives you more self-awareness mm-hmm. as a whole, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm just looking at her second part. Is there anything you want to add to that? Why do I feel that food or that glass of wine is going to make me feel better when I'm stressed or upset? Any thought, anything I- you want to say on that? Personally, I mean, we have covered it. We have covered it. um, And I think we covered it in depth. I think as well, something maybe just to be mindful of is that we are very much a culture that centers around food, like social situations, celebrations, nights out, like anything that we do, if someone's got a new job or someone's fallen pregnant, like we tend to celebrate with food, right? And we're kind of brought up as well in our culture to soothe our emotions with food or maybe alcohol or something like that so I think like you said earlier like it's not it's it's okay and it's it's pretty normal because in in terms of feeling comforted by food because food is a comfort like it's pleasurable isn't it when you do have that chocolate or that first bit of pizza it's really pleasurable it's actually really nice it's tasty you enjoy it so it's not that it's not that emotional eating is bad it's understanding that it does provide some comfort. So that's why when you do have your glass of wine, it does give you comfort because food is comfort. It is pleasurable, but it's also going, okay, if this is happening more regularly than I might want it to, like you said a second ago, okay, what other alternative coping strategy can I put in place? Could I do some breathing techniques? Could I go out for a walk? Could I call my friend? Like what else could you do? But I don't think there's anything else to add in. Be kind to yourself as well. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I I always find it interesting as well to look back at like your upbringing. So I this this might not be the case, just as an example, if say this person has grown up in a house that when they got home from school, literally as young as school and they'd had a bad day or they're upset and their mum or dad or guardian or whatever might have been like, oh, look, come on, it'll be okay. Let's go to the shop and get you a chocolate bar. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's and that's not that's no um shade or anything on the parents that do that because my parents were like that a lot of people are like if the child's upset like okay what can we do or if they do well at school ah oh, okay what do you want do you want mcdonald's it's a bit like, like you just said we turn to food for like for a lot of things so 
the there's nothing wrong with this person for feeling that way it could just be that if you look back you might think oh gosh yeah even when I was a kid I remember when I fell over and I scraped my knee it was always like oh let's go get some pick and mix or let's go so you've just adapted that's just what you're used to doing to feel better so I do find stuff like that's quite interesting when you look back at like how food was addressed in the household that you grew up in and then you start to think oh my gosh that makes sense as well like even um if you've had people in your life that dealt with shitty situations or problems by food like if you saw that behavior modeled as a child and you saw that our mum's upset or dad's upset and they're ordering a takeaway if that was the constant kind of association it's natural that you'd have kind of grown up and seen that as well because it's been instilled in you from such a child yeah so it's it's understandable completely and it's like the bat. How many times have you heard people, me included, or anything? So if you had a bad day, like, oh, like, fuck this, and you glass one, I'm not getting Like, it's just what you do. Or if you had a great day at work, hey, let's get the wine open. Yeah, exactly. So it's like food, isn't it? I had a client once that said, I feel like food soothes my every mood. And it, like, yeah. it can, because there is that we've got an excuse for everything, haven't we? <laughs> we've got an opportunity and excuse to do all of that and any of it. Yeah. Um, if people are listening to this one they need to go follow you so I'm gonna put your Instagram and everything but if people are listening to this and they feel like they resonate with you and they'd like help from you with this what's the best way for them to get hold of you just drop me a DM drop me a DM just on um, yeah I will always get back to you if um you'd rather put a bit more information or something like that you can also click the link in my bio and there is an application form for coaching that you can fill out if you'd like to chat to me about anything else or just want some more support or some more advice or anything like that always welcome yay so I'll tag that everything in the show notes thank you so much for coming on I love talking about this stuff I can talk about this stuff for ages mm, mm. me too it's very interesting I could go on go on about it for years and years yeah. well maybe we'll do another one I'll have you back on that would be good that would if be anyone good, has any questions let us both know on Instagram what you thought of the episode and anything else that comes up that we've like we've touched on and we can do another little podcast but yeah, what are you doing the rest of your day? Um, uni. I actually need to get some uni work done now. <laughs> do it, do it. <laughs> really need to start that. Um, all right, guys. Well, I really hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, please like, rate, share it on whatever platform that you're listening to. Um, and I'll be back next week with another one. Bye. Bye.